This is the Toddcast Podcast. I'm a guy named Todd. And I'm a guy named Aaron. Join in our conversation as we discuss anything and everything. Pointless debates, music, Star Wars, nerd culture, and so much more. There are no scripts, no show notes, commuters, sit back and enjoy the ride. The Toddcast Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. Today we're getting together for another edition of Spoiling Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Today we're talking part five. Eric, what do you think? Uh, Todd, I, I appreciate episode five. It gave me um, lots of, I guess, an, um, not a New Hope vibe, but I appreciated the amount of Vader in this episode. Like, yes. <laughs> like, like I, I don't know, there was just, you know, we kind of missed that for many, many years. Because if you think about it, Vader did not exist in the prequels and he didn't really exist in the... Uh, the latest, you know, trilogy, um, right? And and you know, he was the, you know, with the slight taste in Rogue One, uh, we're finally getting the Vader that we all really hoped and, and needed. And yes. uh, this episode just seemed like, hey, you know, he was in his in his in his own. He was on his ship and being a badass and and doing his thing. So I kind of appreciate that. Um, yes, and I like that we got to see uh, young Anakin also i was oh, when they yeah. when they said hayden hayden was going to be part of this i just assumed it was going to be all flashbacks which t- turned out to not be the case but we finally did get that uh that flashback fix that we were looking for yeah i, I mean that, that kind of so yeah that pretty much opens up the show right you know um and, and correct me they're on what course on is that where the jedi temple is yes correct? yes the, yes the, and uh so there had to be some CG work there, right? I mean, because he is older, and they I mean, made him look relatively, I mean, like, relatively younger. But like, it yeah. was it was it was weird because you can tell that he is older. Like yeah. it was noticeable, and like, well, they didn't CG real hard. Like I don't know that they did. Maybe they just did some good makeup or whatever. I thought um, they did a good job. I mean, it was it was. Oh yeah, you know, it was it was good, but it wasn't it wasn't like flawless like i think i i think this is probably one of those you can't win for losing deals because if they just do makeup and don't cg him you get assholes like me like i don't know you still look kind of old but if they would have cg'd him you'd have people going like oh man this cg was terrible you know you can't win for losing i well i I, it doesn't matter it's called suspension of disbelief and i was able to make that happen and it was it was good good times like sure Sure. No, well, I'm thinking I didn't think that they would be so bold to even bring him back, you know, in a flashback, you know, with him being 20 years older. Right. Um, it, but I was happy to see that because I think, oh, yeah. you know, obviously that the way they use that flashback throughout the entire episode was pretty, pretty great in the storytelling of, you know, this episode in general. Um, yeah. I mean, the whole concept. Now, granted, were you kind of like to me, I'm thinking, all right, if I'm going to spar. If I'm going to spar and go hardcore, I'm not using a real lightsaber, you know, but they're they're obviously just, you know, very confident in their abilities because they're going at it hard. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, man, you know, you you make one little mess up here. Um, you're you're taking out your your pad one's arm or, you right. know, you're you're scraping someone's you, you know kneecap off. Um, right. So, I mean, did that bot did did that alarm you? Did you think that at all, or am I the only one that's super nervous about stuff? No, no, it, 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 there was an undertone of, ooh, boy, especially because, like, I'd see it if you're just doing, doing like, a, a friendly duel situation. But Anakin's like, oh, no, fucker, you're going down. Like, he's unhinged, like, 
<laughs> said something like mercy doesn't win wars master and then just starts wailing and it's like yeah no that was <laughs> it's a good thing obi-wan's as good as he was or yeah he'd be missing some limbs uh, yeah it's not, it's well, not I mean, great <laughs> so i'm wondering i'm wondering and i was going to ask you because you you know more about this stuff are there like fake lightsabers you know like <laughs> there, there, the there, there are supposedly uh training lightsabers like okay. I, I know, I know from various role-playing roles and um, miscellaneous expanded universe things. Yes, they they do have lightsabers that are you know basically the same, but instead of you know s- slicing you in half, will do you know basically stun damage. Um, so I mean, do they don't feel good. That? But do you think we were playing with that? Do you think that see, might have been what they were doing? I don't know. I w- I mean, I would think so. Like I f- I feel like it's almost irresponsible to not do yeah. that if you're going to right. if you're going to do something then go that hard. Like I said, yeah. if it's like a friendly duel thing, okay, maybe you don't. But if you're like, "Oh no, we're going to we're going to take this serious. We're going to go at it." I think maybe you do. Well, that's I guess the other thing. I don't know if you caught this, but right at the beginning where Obi-Wan's looking at him's like, "All right, let's get started." He holds up his lightsaber, but before he ignites it, like the end of his lightsaber is like solid metal with just like a tiny hole at the end, which is not how I envisioned lightsaber. Like mo- I just figured them being like more of like an open barrel at the okay. end. Okay, that's that caught that's caught me as weird. So oh, I've never really either, looked at the overhead view. You don't bird's eye and you, view, and you don't. And and I you know I could be wrong, um, or I'm just gonna go ahead and pull up a wild fan theory and say maybe it was a training saber maybe mm. the output on those is different and maybe that's what maybe that's what that is well you know we would have to do a side-by-side comparison i think and i'm sure there's somebody online this is not the first conversation i'm sure <laughs> that is uh, depicted exactly how the end of a lightsaber would work but right. yeah that's um that's fairly interesting and I did not catch that little noticeable, you know, difference. But we'll we'll say that they were training lightsabers, or they're just gutsy human beings, and they're yeah. just really confident in their ability. But I think that flashback scene, ultimately, in a nutshell, it's the whole aspect of like, yes, Anakin, you were super strong and you were very talented, but your mind, essentially, your your what hate, anger, or just in general need need to win at all points in time or you know right is going to be the downfall and you know spoiler alert that is essentially what ends up having uh issues and allowing essentially obi-wan to escape in this episode correct is that your interpretation of the whole thing yeah i mean the way they sequenced it in that that was the moral of the story and it all lined up pretty pretty well it's like yeah you you just go gung-ho for it and you miss the details you miss the bigger picture and of which, since we're there, let's just go ahead and, and talk about that. That is some serious uh, manhandling of transport that, that we see going on oh, there. That oh, is just sure. visually striking, very, very powerful, very amazing stuff. What do you think about that? The whole, yeah, I'm just not going to let your ship take off. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to tear off half the side of it. Um, I think that was fantastic. Firstly, let me just tell you, this was my favorite episode of the season so far. Uh, I like was kind of like, all right, things are moving along kind of slowly to an extent. I mean, obviously I'm enjoying the season and so forth, but I'm like, where, where are we, where are we getting at here? What, what are we, you know, um, 
where's the the action or excitement that I wanted to see? And I thought this episode brought a lot of it together, along with a wonderful twist that I think maybe many some of us saw coming, but not in the way it, it was. But overall, I think Darth, they're making Darth Vader exactly what we all envisioned. You know, I think, like I said, with Rogue One, they showed like that was the first time Darth Vader was a complete badass. And you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, this guy is indeed the, you know, badass that we, you know, everybody feared. Uh, and now you see like other sides of like he's just fucking toying around with people. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And at any point in time, you know, and it, and it is kind of that funny arrogance almost that you see in some of the stuff like with Anakin, in a sense. So him just like ripping things apart and being able to force you know an entire transport down to the ground shows that this guy can do what he want almost at will. So it honestly makes Obi-Wan even stronger in a sense to say, hey, this this guy was one of the best Jedis to even be able to go toe to toe or outwit this man. Oh, so yeah. and like you said, Yoda would have been like, you know, the only other one out there and you never saw Yoda go toe to toe with him. But, right. um, you know, so if you said, hey, which Jedis survived the fact that Obi-Wan probably was number one ranked right you know when right. was right. mace windu is dead and yoda would be one and then kenobi would be two you know so i don't know very very good sequence where vader's just taking apart everything well and then they pull the old whoopsie do on him and fly off in the other one and then uh reva creeps up behind and just i don't know you hack full force at somebody with a lightsaber they just hold up their hand and use the force to repel it that's yeah. pretty badass also because, like, the whole first half of that lightsaber fight was just her taking shots and him just like, nope, nope, nope. Like, That's without what I'm even, saying, yeah. Without even parrying them. It's like, oh, damn, this is serious. So you think about it here. So you, you think about classic fights in general, right? You know, right. And I can go pro wrestling. Like, if you got two similar styles that they, they're kind of evenly matched or, or so forth. And if you have two different styles, then sometimes one gets a clear advantage or it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's a different style fight. And that's kind of, I think, what you see with Anakin can be, his weakness is somebody that has, you know, a good Jedi force, the light side, so to speak, you know? Mm -hmm. So when Reva comes at him and is using the, the hate, the fear, the, the tactics of like what the Sith would be, it's, it, he's, he's way outranked you. Right? Oh yeah, like, you, you, you can't <laughs> fight his style and expect right. to beat him. He is the number one. But if you want to fight with like the Jedi, you know, it's, you know, the light side style, then you can defeat him by using his weaknesses. And I think that was kind of evident because yeah. at this point in time, Reva is, I mean, nearly, you know, she's she's well trained. She's fighting and training every single day in some sort, whether it be cutting off old women's hands or, you know, just in general, <laughs> interrogating right. children. Uh, right. Obi-Wan is still weak, but he's still wise and he uses it. So the whole notion of like, why wouldn't Vader know that there's nobody in that ship or, or you know, or what have you? Well, I think the fact is like, he, that's, you can beat him with misdirection as evident in like the early scenes of like, move here, do this, I'll take your lightsaber. Right. So, I, I don't know. I thought it was clever storytelling. It, it all made sense to me. And truthfully, when the Reva turn was where, like, I was kind of, like, shocked. You know, I was like, okay, I didn't see this happening, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I will say, and of course I'm going to say this now, even though I've been thinking it for the past couple of episodes, because I haven't actually said it here, I'm going to look like, oh, yeah, sure, Todd. Sure, uh, of I'm course, sure, Todd. Yeah, you had it all figured out. But mm -hmm. no, it was, it was about episode two or three. That I actually went back and rewatched that opening sequence 
sure in, you know, or 66 and i'm like i bet one of these is reba and i you know of course didn't say anything out loud so now i look like i'm trying to retcon looking like i got it all figured out but that part didn't surprise me that she was a young lady but that she was on a, a revenge path against vader that was like oh okay that's new yeah that's where i kind of was shocked as well because i mean there, the theories were going on that she was a youngling because they kind of showed that you would have to say well why why were you showing this well you had to kind of like that's the only reason for you the story to show order yes. 66 again yes like as if somebody in that particular sequence is significant later so i'm glad they made that make sense because otherwise that's just well they would have you could have cut that. that you don't yeah, need you, you could have <laughs> cut that especially early on in the series given the the real life circumstances right so so that makes sense so i think that as fan theories and people trying to figure out like all right from a logical standpoint and a pr perspective why would you do it well it's necessary so why would it be necessary oh because the main character or the one of the main characters (laughs) you know has to get revenge now i was shocked when obi-wan was able to like get that information out of her which shows she's still weak Right. So like oh, it's it's man. kind of like a floater mentality where like you're, you know, or a master versus a jack of all trades or this or that. Right. Like, the fact is, if you want to be a specialist and be really, really good at it, you got to go all in and like you can't have mercy and or like want to do good because I think she plus get revenge and like play in that yard. Like it's you're yeah, going to lose no. to the you're going to lose to the best Jedi and you're going to lose to the best Sith. And that's what right. she ended up happening. She she lost to Obi-Wan because he was able to manipulate her, you know, and, and right. get her to, like, lose focus, you know, because ultimately what she should have done is killed Kenobi and, and figured out, you know, but he kind of used his, you know, not force, but manipulation or, or, or what have you. Oh, yeah. And, and then she loses to Vader, so to speak, which let's just go back to it. We know the Grand Inquisitor is back now. Right, <laughs> so, right. So what's your theory on this? The, the, you know, I've heard rumblings that he has two stomachs, <laughs> that species has two stomachs. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be something about the anatomy of those folk that make it so that you can be run through with a saber and still make it out alive. I don't know what that is. I'm not going to pretend that I do, and I'm not going to make a bunch of wild conjecture. My moral of that story, my this is the part I don't get is, all right, so Reva runs the Grand Inquisitor through, right? Everybody, everybody considers him dead, right? And yep. she, you know, things move on. Vader runs her through the stomach and leaves yeah. her sit there. The Grand Inquisitor, yeah. like both of them are standing there like, yeah, I just did exactly to you what you just did to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it even says something like revenge does wonders for your will to live sort of a thing, um, uh-huh. which makes which makes perfect sense in the sense of, you know, that's why he was able to live. I just don't understand why they wouldn't finish her off. Well, that's kind of the thing. (laughs) The precedent for someone surviving this is literally standing right next to you, Vader, unless they unless there's some additional plot to keeping her around or just the the Vader likes to fuck with people and toy with them. And like, haha, yeah, I'm not going to give you the the mercy of death. We're just going to let you, you know, sit here and whatever. Uh, I mean, because she did she did survive at least a little bit long enough to find that uh, communicator. Of which I will say, when Bale broke the communication silence and was saying stuff like, you know, on the open channel, as soon as he said something about finding out about the boy and going to Tatooine, I'm like, why would you say that over an open comm channel without, Mm -hmm. you know, encoding that in some way? Somehow this is going to turn around and bite him in the ass. 
And of course, oh, yes. she finds the thing and it's broken. But the only things you can make out are the boy, Tatooine. Like, like okay, well, that's, well, that's what happens. And that's on bail. That, you know? Yeah, <laughs> well, well, that is good story there because now we have a good idea of what will come of episode oh, yeah. six. So we now know that you can survive a, stu- a lightsaber to the stomach Apparently. somehow. Like, ah, you know, I mean, I, know. I guess. I mean, I guess here's the thing. Like a lightsaber, like it's 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 pure energy, heat. It's a laser sword, right? If you are swinging it and it hacks people, hacks things off, like that makes perfect sense. But it's kind of like with the blasters, where if you get shot with a blaster, it kind of like cauterizes the wound. Mm-hmm. And it hurts like hell. It'll blow a chunk out of you, but it'll at least like will cauterize the wound. You won't bleed out. I guess if you if you if you don't slash with a lightsaber, if you more pierce or poke with it or you know run somebody through the middle like yeah they're gonna have a lightsaber diameter hole through them but it's not like you're gonna bleed out like i guess if you don't catch any major organs i guess that's doable well they also use those mod folk to fix up as well so different technology different times obviously uh you know we've seen many of blasters i i mean maybe just your your midsection is worthless in the star wars universe you know (laughs) i mean we have darth maul i don't recall how he did his thing but he does come back for oh yeah somehow somehow he 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 ends up coming back in uh at least in rebels i haven't gotten far enough in clone wars to know if he he shows up back in that or not but i know no i think he's a rebels guy rebels he he shows back up and you know he he appears at the end of uh solo like yeah dude that dude was flat out cut in half like i don't know yeah yeah Their, their universe has different medical situations i guess i don't know yeah well i mean we know that for now a fact so the fact is like if the inquisitor had a mod guy right off the get-go be like all right let me fix you up like he did with uh fennec um so it's it's possible so we did see you know we did see some decent battle scenes in this overall episode part yeah we but we did lose uh what tala she uh she had a thermal detonator that we saw go off right yeah, I, and I think this may be the first time you actually get to see a thermal detonator up close and personal actually doing That's what, what I was supposed to do. Because you I see, you see, you see uh, Leia pull one out in Jabba's palace in okay, uh, Return yeah. of the Jedi. Yes. And I think, and I think you see them other places inert, like, you know, like as in grenade form, like, oh, somebody has them. And I think maybe we've seen them get thrown but like at a distance where they just look like a regular grenade. This is the first time I think they've shown it, like, no, seriously, this thing contains the power of the fucking sun. <laughs> You're in trouble. Like it, it was pretty good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, no, that was that was uh, that was good. And you know that always always enjoy these droids, man. And they just uh, the loader droid just went down with them. Oh yeah. But, uh, we always nice to see new droids with new personalities. They do a really good job. Whoever designs the droids, right, do a really yeah. good job of giving them personality without having them really have to say anything, which is kind of genius. That is, like, beautiful design. Well, yeah, and because, like, not only did the loader droid not talk, like, he didn't even have a whole lot of, like, articulation or the droid equivalent of facial expressions. Like, it's just purely through the design that you can get the vibe of what this thing is about. Yeah, mad props to them. Yeah, well, I mean, if you think about Lola, you think about, I mean, you think about all droids, that, you know, are just essentially weird shapes. You know, you got one that's a, like, I've never looked at a, you know, a, a Walkman or a Discman or whatever they call them at the time and say, right. oh man, I, I, I feel like, you know, I have feelings for this thing in terms of like, the, <laughs> this is my friend. Your, 
yeah, how's your day? What you know, like it just you know just never had that, but they right. do such a great job with that, and I think that is something that we just just glance by, no, no issue. But like, you know, think about BB-8 and R2D2, and like the, you're like, there's affection to these these. All they do is beep, you know. Right. And right. I'm like, whoever designed these were genius, and they actually like figured out, all right, what what do humans relate with, and a lot of it, I think, has something to do with like the the roundness of of the shape, almost. Yeah. You know, and I would really be interested to see who designed them. And I mean, I imagine, you know, maybe I'm I'm thinking R two D two was probably thrown together and they got lucky. But I feel like some of the <laughs> other ones, you know, I mean, if you hear the origin stories of the Star Wars and the making of the films and stuff, it's just a matter right. of like. You know, you'd love to think they had somebody working for two years on what kind of shape this should have and this and that just to right. do exactly what we want, get sympathy on a character, or, you know, so forth. Well, we just knew that didn't happen in the first Star Wars. Nowadays, maybe, but maybe again, they're just throwing stuff together and it just so happened to work. But I'd love to hear from somebody who designed that and what they were thinking and like, hey, these are the traits that make you relate to an inanimate object. <laughs> you know, yeah, these no. are the things that you can do to be like, hey, you know, I feel bad. Like, I felt bad when Lola was like, you know, taken over and become, you know, with a restraining bolt. I'm like, that's not cool. Right. <laughs> right. So I think that's that's pretty genius of them. But but overall, seeing a load of droid get blown to bits made me made me feel. Yes, it was sad times. So I know at the end of the last episode, both in the show and us talking about it, we were all very much of, OK, you guys just escaped the Inquisitor base. You better hightail it to Alderaan. I can't think yeah, of a good just, reason why you wouldn't do that. Well, they, they explained why. It's like, you know, these are the folks who own the transport, and they need to get back to transport these other people. Yeah. <laughs> you, wait, you wait your turn in line, which makes yeah. perfect sense now that, you know, I've seen that and I think about it. I don't know, man. I still, to me, I've just been like, you know, all right, we're going to make a real quick stop, and we'll be right back. I just feel like you're already, I don't know. I mean, it makes well, sense. Well, they, they did manage to, because you're right. You would think, well, just cop to Alderaan and back and you guys are on your way but they did explain that he's like you know we this route we only have a, a window yeah but, you know we all, we're we're down to a few hours of that we need to hustle and then of course they got besieged <laughs> um which well, you know was good but uh, that that makes sense to me because I was curious how they were gonna what that was gonna be like because I figured if they went straight to Alderaan that was gonna make this almost a little too short so it all makes sense now to me. yeah yeah, no, I, I think that's that's good. And, and we see Leia kind of being the hero. She must obviously know how to wire stuff, which, yeah. you know. <laughs> and she's all, I'm going to need a ladder. And dude's like, yeah. uh, little girl, I don't know what you're smoking, but uh, that's not how this works. <laughs> yeah, well, it is how it works, man. And they get yeah. that stuff. They get that stuff going. Yeah. Um, and, you know, overall, man, I, I thought it was the best episode. Uh, I really enjoyed Oh, the yeah. flashback but, scenario, the just action in general. There was there the was drama. Was very good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and it sets it up perfectly for the next episode because I mean at the end of the episode, you know, talking about the boy in Tatooine, and what do we have? We have an overhead shot of Luke sleeping in Tatooine, right. and I'm like, all right, what the hell's going to go on here? Because I mean, at this point in time, you can't expect Luke to know anything. So if there's going to oh. be a giant battle you know, outside in Tatooine somewhere. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. No, no. I mean, he, at this point, he can't be involved like at all. Like, because, well, not without absolutely wrecking <laughs> the canon. Cause like, yeah. cause he, he doesn't did, know anything he, about Ben Kenobi. 
yeah, I mean, he, besides, you know, well, he doesn't existing. know anything about Obi Wan. He's like, that's maybe it, they yeah. meant old Ben. Like he knows Ben exists, but yes, not enough to even know who he is. Really, he's not aware very much of the Empire. I mean, in New Hope, he he was all pissed off at Biggs for going off to the Academy, and that's the you know Imperial Naval Academy. Like that's the Academy they were going to. Yeah, yeah. He was not aware that the Empire was as terrible as it is. Didn't seem to know anything about the Force or Jedi. Like when him, him and Obi Wan were in his his little hut, and Obi Wan's kind of laying out the here's the what, what's going on? Here's what's up with the the Jedi and whatnot. Like Luke was clueless. Mm-hmm. So anything that happens next season or next episode in relation to Luke, that shit's got to happen at a distance, <laughs> or they're gonna have some definite explaining to do later in that episode. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I, so I mean, so as I try to piece it together, you know, because I mean, like, you you know, it's we're like at the end of a puzzle and you only have so many extra pieces and it's a little bit easier to see where they go. Right. right? Or they should. I right. would assume that what they're le- leaning towards is that Reva will indeed go to Tatooine. So I'm Obi-Wan guessing, yeah. will drop off Leia. And that is enough of interactions with Leia to make sense why Leia called her you know, firstborn or her son, Ben, right? right? She, you know, the fact is that she, you know, was saved by Ben Kenobi, but didn't, you know, and, and also when she talks, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, the, my, you're my only hope stuff. She knows that he is and true, truly can help with this right. cause. And it, so he heads back and to me, like Vader, ne- Vader's going to have to think he's dead. Cause why else yeah. would Vader stop looking for him? You know? Right. Right. So, right. There's going to have to be something going on. I don't feel like anyone except for Reva can go to Tatooine. And then then essentially she has to die and but also make it look like that she killed Obi-Wan ahead of time. It's the only thing yeah, I can think yeah, of. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, because so, somehow, like you said, yeah, Obi-Wan has got to appear dead to Vader because you're right. Otherwise, mm-hmm. he's not going to get not going to give up. They sure set the stage for Reva to go to Tatooine. Um, but you're right. Obi-Wan eventually ends up on Tatooine. I got to assume he defeats her, whether that is actual killing her or defeat in the, the D&D sense of, well, you managed to talk your foe down. You don't have to kill him, but you still get the experience points sort of thing. <laughs> Somehow he's got to take Reva out of the equation. Yeah, because if she knows she has she knows too much now and to go another 10 years, six years or whatever years it is until, you know, until the next episode, um, episode four. Right. Well, and like, I guess, there has to I be guess, something there. Well, I guess at this point, I'm not sure I under I I fully would understand what uh, what Reva's game would be. Like she's like she the only reason she got Leia wasn't because Leia was Leia. It's because Leia, you know, Kenobi and the Organas sure. had a connection, and she knew that would yeah. draw him out. You know what I mean? Like she clearly doesn't know that Luke is Vader's son. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Other than that's just another lead to draw somebody out i don't know but like i can't see her going to tatooine to like kill luke a there's no real motive and b like her whole basis is you know child trauma of people getting lightsaber down you know i don't think she's gonna go do that to luke i feel like that's probably what's gonna happen she's probably gonna go to tatooine to do something there but i'm not sure why like she even well, like the the whole reason she was getting Kenobi was kind of to get close to Vader. You're right. You're right. You know what so I mean? What's her like motivation? She, now it's that almost she's like she doesn't turned. like. Right. It's almost like she doesn't actually have a beef with Kenobi per se. So finding out, oh, Kenobi also cares about somebody on Tatooine. I must go fuck with them. 
doesn't make a lot. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure they'll explain it all. It'll make sense. It'll be great. Well, but they did what you should have in a show, which is at the end of it, you should be like, what the fuck is going on? How, what's happening next? I need to get on the phone with my brother and record a podcast. You're right. You're <laughs> correct. And that, and that is what we have done. And that to me, I, I'm very excited for the, the finale, so to speak. And we'll see where it goes. You know, I, I thought I heard grumblings of, of, Hey, they're going to be season two possibly because this was well received, um, yeah. which changes things altogether, you know, but slowly, but surely yeah, there's, they're gonna have to be careful if they do. I mean, there's only so much you can do. Like I would love to have shows set in that time period, the, the, between episodes three and four, you yeah. know, sort of, sort of pre pre full blown rebellion stuff. Like I, I would love to explore that space, but there's only so much you can do and have, actual obi-wan and vader and other you know known people where you know sure. what happens <laughs> come episode four like if they if they go into a season two of this i don't know what that's that yeah what like. other side it's ex- tricky I, you know i mean you it almost has to be you know obi-wan's desert adventures you know yet what? another movie or yet another show that's all tatooine based where he's you know defending people from rampaging jawas or i don't know like, well, there's, there's only so much off system you can justify considering how hesitant he was to leave in the first place and how serious he is about guarding loot. You can't kidnap Leia every season and expect that to work. That's all no, I'm saying. No, <laughs> no, there could be there. You know, we'll, we'll see. The other thing that we haven't seen yet, which um, we'll leave out there is, I, I mean, they allude to it a lot. I feel like Qui-Gon Jinn is, is forced ghosting around. I feel like this is going to happen, right? Yeah, I tell you what, if in the finale... They managed to keep it all much like the way they kept Luke hush hush for the finale of mm. uh, the Mandalorian. If they managed to get Liam Neeson to take on ghost form and talk to Obi-Wan in the end, I will be very happy if that is if that happens. That, that... Well, I feel like that I feel like that could be a thing. So we yeah. will we will see. We will see. But Fingers yeah, crossed. I'm very excited, very excited to this whole situation to come down. Yes. Yes. Well, we will find out next week. And we will come back here and talk about it like we do. Eric, any final thoughts? No, no. You know, oddly enough, this series has not created any creature talk. It's mostly plot driven, which is fine. (laughs) Um, And I've enjoyed it. So looking forward to next week. Well, that's good. You know, it's good if you're enjoying it, despite there not being any new fun (laughs) aliens or monsters. So good deal. (laughs) Correct. Cool. Well, thank you, Eric. Thank you, listeners. Until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you'll find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the Toddcast. Podcast.